Hello there. Today I'd like to address an issue on psychology today as a um, matter of um, marital stress. You know, you would think a marriage, particularly a brand new marriage, would be one of the best ways to manage stress because you have two people working together. You have two minds that kind of think together and solve problems together and address issues together and face life together in a supportive and a caring and a healthy kind of way. And to a large degree, that's true. It is part of a marital relationship. And it continues to be a marital relationship throughout the years. But you know, in marital relationships, it's important that a couple reach out and make new friends. That's stress-reducing. That they reach out and, and engage in creative activities. That's good. That's stress-reducing. That they reach out and become part of a whole world of culture. Music and art and dance and recreational play and so on. And that's good because that's all part of stress management and stress reduction. You know, they become part of a church. They become part of a group. They become part of a club. That's true and that's good because that's part of stress reduction and stress management. See, couples bring together a lot of synergy and a lot of opportunity to become stress managers as they work together and they think together and they play together and they solve problems together and they make decisions together and they explore the world, a new world, together. And that goes on throughout their life and throughout their entire marital life. And that's what a good marriage is, that this is always part of the marriage of exploring and learning and being new and reaching out and including people in your life and having new things come into your life and trying new opportunities and being creative and learning at all times. But you know, somewhere along the line, marital relationships often get off the track. They become very stressful, not stress-reducing and uh, not stress-helpful, but actually stressful. You know, it's not very long before, you know, one is devoted to the development of a career, and the career has high demands on the husband, on the wife, or on both of them. And that can create a great deal of stress as time is given to the development of a career, and often time is taken from the development of the marriage. So the marriage comes out the short end of the stick and the career gets the advantage. Or you spend more time with friends and you spend less time together. Or you spend more time spending money to accumulate things rather than spending money to just make your life comfortable and enjoyable, pleasant and positive and healthy. Or there may be expectations and needs of the extended family that you have to address. So you spend more and more time with parents and extended family members to your own peril when you're not really spending time together that you should be spending time together. In other words, you're meeting the demands of other people, even family demands, rather than fulfilling the expectations and the desires and the pleasures that you want within the context of your own marriage. You know, it can be obviously true when you uh, meet the expectations of the kind of the culture or the world in which you live, that you have to buy things and you have to accumulate and you have to 
have all the knickknacks and all the uh, displays of success and uh, money acquisition and uh, being able to prove that you have made it in life and that you're in the process of making it in life and alter the peril of yourselves and not putting aside money for your own retirement for your own opportunities to do something together that would enrich the marriage and bring family together in other words chasing the rainbows chasing the stars chasing the demands of the culture chasing the demands of other people and neglecting your own desires and your own wishes and your own needs and your own preferences within the marriage so on one hand the marriage can be very very stress reducing as you pull together and you work together and you enjoy life together and you enhance each other but on the other hand marriage can be extremely stressful particularly if you allow the culture and you allow the extended family you allow the friends and you allow the neighbors and you allow all the expectations out there to be the driving force of your relationship so marriage is an enigma and when you look at it as an enigma you can see that on both sides there are advantages and you know disadvantages and stress is a very very strong and powerful influence upon a person and upon a relationship upon a person obviously can affect the health headaches colds flus and even more serious illnesses you know can flare up and particularly things that have come from childhood and come from your your past and again flare up under stress so you get health problems obviously but also the stress of a marriage can cause your heart to harden towards each other spending less time together and not having your needs met you know that can give a hard heart to the husband and he withdraws or a hard heart to the wife and she withdraws or both of you experience that hardening of the heart so to speak and the hardening of the heart is just really kind of the withdrawal of an individual from the other kind of withdrawing from the relationship if you will displaying negative body language you know just kind of cold being cold and withdrawn and isolative you know always being in a mode of attack criticism and sharp uh, criticism of one person to the other or avoiding touch if you will hardness of the heart shows itself in the just the avoidance of touch there's no more touching there's no more affectionate touching behavior just having the lack of sensitivity you know uh, not being thoughtful of the other person not being careful about the feelings of the other person just almost deliberately wanting to hurt the other person if you will and then being in this unforgiving mode is another sign of it if you will hardness of the heart just forgiveness is not part of the vocabulary anymore maybe it was for a while but it's no longer feelings get hurt things are said things are done to hurt every but nobody forgives and we don't then change behavior and it goes on and on with a hardness factor and then there's these feelings of hopelessness that kind of prevail and when you kind of feel hopeless but you also feel kind of helpless that's when the marital relationship really has its peak of stress because when you say I can't do anything and can't make any difference it won't change he won't change she won't change we can't change the marital relationship it won't change and before you know it we start looking beyond the marriage for satisfaction and 
joy and for pleasure and for uh, friendships and for companionship and for opportunity and for challenges and all that that comes. We look outside the marriage for it and then begin the marriage inside begins to crumble and crush itself into a basket full of nothingness. It's a sad story. The enigma of marriage. It's got positives. It starts with positives. Throughout, there's always a positive. There's always that element of positivism. But then on the other hand, there's this stressful element that prevails within every relationship, whether it's one or two or three years old in a relationship or whether it's 35 years old in a relationship. The same thing, you know, can happen. And we have to be very careful in the dealing with stress in our relationships. The factors that bring about stress, the factors that just add stress upon stress upon stress. And unfortunately, there are stresses that come to us from outside that we have no control over. Here we are within a marriage struggling and trying to make it. And then all of a sudden, a family member dies. The mother of one or the father of one or the grandparents of one dies. And, and, and then there's tragedies that come and accidents and illnesses and the demands that come from the extended family because there are people getting older in the family or they're having tragedies and having illnesses and sickness and you have to kind of change your focus from the marriage to the extended family member who needs your help at that particular time and the marriage begins to weaken even further. It's an enigma. But you know, when couples talk, when couples share, when couples think together, when couples come together and they spend time together, there's hope. What are some of the factors of hope, you know, within a marriage? Obviously, hope comes from when a marital couple share their feelings. You know, here's an easy way to share your feelings. It's just a statement that goes like this. I feel angry when you do X, Y, and Z. Or, I feel happy when you do X, Y, and Z. It's a statement of feeling. You can just admit that you feel a certain way when your spouse does something one way or the other, good or bad. Uh, but you're expressing your feelings. And, they, and you can do that. You can take a night, and on a piece of paper, you can just spend with one statement each, where you can say, I feel X when you do X, Y, and Z. And then the spouse says the same thing. And you can then talk about those things. And just limit your conversations to that one expression of feeling. Because when feelings get hurt, they often close down and they shut down and they become hard. And the heart and then hardens. So you have to kind of open the door of feeling and let each other know how you feel when certain things take place and certain things happen and when the other person does certain things. Let your feelings be known. You have to be assertive in regards to the expression of your feelings. That's stress management. But you know, stress management also comes for a couple when they kind of just realize that they've been going at a heavy pace and it's time to slow down. It's time to just take a pause. The time to kind of get away. It might be a weekend. It might be a three or four day you know, period of time. But just slow down the pace. Or it might be for the next month just back out of some activities and back out of some obligations and some social events and the usual patterns of behavior. Just slow it down. Minimize it. 
play it slow and easy for about a month. And then you can kind of move on with life. You had a chance to recoup. You had a chance to reconnect, you know, with each other when you slow down the pace. I often think that marital couples and particularly professionals or those that work under high stress in whatever job it might be are good to take a little break about every four months, maybe every three months. You need to have a little bit of a longer weekend. Uh, you need to take maybe a week off or maybe a, take two or three days off and add it to a weekend so you get like four, five, six days and just kind of go somewhere or just kind of stay at home or just kind of reduce the pressure and reduce the demands on yourself so that you can reconnect, get to know each other again, reconnect and enjoy each other and make some things happen that, you know, you've been neglecting, you know, for a period of time. So slow down the pace of life every once in a while. But you've got to, you can't do it once a year. You've got to do it several times a year. And I usually recommend three to four times a year for any, any couple that's under stress. You know, another stress management factor is you've got to get your rest. You've got to get your sleep. You have to get your, your time to relax a little bit. You know, at times when you're really pressured, you sometimes go short on sleep. You get six hours when you really need seven. Or you get five when you really need seven or eight. And you can do that for a while. But after a while, that begins to build up and it begins to wear you down and you get tired. And then you become more insensitive and you become more critical and you become more sharp and easy to overreact. So the idea of resting and the idea of relaxation and the idea of plenty of sleep is very important to any marriage, no matter how long you've been married together. But um, that's the kind of way you have to just kind of approach uh, the demands of your life and uh, be able to reconnect and rethink it and reorganize your life and reevaluate your values and your priorities and your commitments and your demands that are on you. But you know, there's another factor in stress management in a marriage. Play together. Exercise together. Go to the gym together. Go to the same gym. Play tennis together. Play golf together. Take walks together. Ride your bicycle together. Play badminton together. Bowl together. Dance together. Whatever it might be. Do something that will just bring you together. That will not only be an exercise activity, but will be an exercise together. And that you will enjoy each other and have fun together as you exercise and then you enjoy some type of recreational event together. Couples must play together. And play together means you'll exercise together. If you exercise together, that means you'll play together. They kind of go together a little bit. So make sure that you release your energy and you release your anger and you release your frustration by the activity and the exercise that you engage in. Sometimes alone, but certainly together. And you have to have both of those. You know, and another stress management factor is set boundaries. Set boundaries. You know, there are certain things that you just don't do. There are certain agreements that you must have as a couple that we just don't do certain things. We don't drink alcohol. We don't associate with people who do, and we don't let alcohol come into our house. That might be a boundary. You know, we don't do drugs. We just don't do that. That's not part of our life. We set a boundary there. Or... We only do something on the weekend, maybe one thing per weekend. Or maybe we do only one thing or two things per week as an extra activity. But we spend more time together. We spend more time in our home, and we spend more time building our own relationship. Maybe we can only limit our time with, with friends and 
Maybe you can only bring friends in your life once a week or once a month or twice a month or whatever it might be. But you set these kind of boundaries. You set these kind of agreements. You set these kind of expectations that you're going to maintain the focus on your relationship, on your marriage, as compared to putting your focus and your intention on everybody else and everything else. So be at home. Be a homebody. But reach out together so that you are setting boundaries that you both agree on and that you both feel are important uh, you know, to you so that you can grow together and enjoy each other together and not feel overwhelmed and overburdened by meeting the demands of everyone else. you got to learn to say no. you got to learn to say not now. you got to learn to say maybe later. you got to learn to say I'll do that after I finish my task or after I have completed this assignment that I'm on now. So yeah, there's a delay. Or there's a put-off. And there's that, that, that can be healthy, by the way. So you have to learn those kind of words that just kind of bring order to your life and, and, and prevent you from getting overwhelmed and overburdened with all the demands that your friends put on you and the extended family members put on you and you put on yourself and your job puts on you and, your, and then when you got kids and what they put on you and all the rest. So... You know, a marriage relationship has two ways of looking at it. One is it's a relationship of compromise. You're always looking for ways in which you can give and take and compromise. You know, compromise isn't always a 50-50, by the way. Sometimes it's a 70-30 or it's a 60-40 or whatever it might be. But there's always a little give and take in a relationship. We call that the compromise. Every marriage must compromise. You must have the skill of compromising, the art of compromising. That's what makes marriages work. When one compromises and the other one doesn't, it's going to lead to anger and it's going to lead to frustration and it's going to lead to hurt. Compromise means both parties. Both of you give a little bit. You do this now and the other later. Or we do this first and then we do the other second. And we keep going back and forth and we share but we must compromise and so that both people feel that they have some kind of a win-win situation in the relationship. Compromise means it's win-win. It's not a win-lose in a relationship. So a marital relationship thrives on compromise. But a marriage relationship also thrives on compatibility. Compromise and compatibility. Compatibility is that you have a skill and I have a skill and they're different. But we work them together. I do the things that I do well, and you do the things that you do well. The wife may be very good at finances. Well, let her handle the finances. The husband may be very good at cleaning or taking care of the physical features of a house or a home. Let him do that. Um, you know, so that he does what is his strong point, she does what is her strong point. And you go through the marriage relationship like that, looking for the two, three, or four, or five things that you both have strengths, and then you marriage is an enigma. It can be a matter, of, be a matter of, of stress, but it can also be a matter or a, a way in which stress can be addressed together and successfully managed and minimized so that people can flourish, the marriage can flourish, the family can flourish, and there can be great impact through the marriage onto the community and into the world. This has been the Psychology Report. Nice to have you with me. And um, 
refer to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. A lot of books there that might be of benefit to you in your own personal life, in particular your marriage. So, booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now.